This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. An Odyssey station. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Class. Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing very well, Mark. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) And uh, everybody's recovering from something. And we're every Saturday at 1 o'clock on PHT, Talk Radio 1210. If you want to ask us a question about mortgages, uh credit whatever residential commercial give us a call my number is 267-266-5501 what's your number dean my number is 609-605-7153 we're here to keep you informed because real estate is booming and the media does not talk about it and we are the only real estate show in the philly market so you can listen to this show past shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com and also at wpht's website so what's coming up today dean Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have our market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Continuing series, I think. I think, yes, correct. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And our mortgage mom topic today. Which is what? The do's and don'ts of using a gift for a down payment. Really? (laughs) I don't think that's the one you told me earlier. It's not. I changed my mind. Mark, we also have a guest today. Um, We are honored to have Drew Smith from Trinity Solutions, and he's here to talk about the four things you need to know and do for 2022. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having us. Mark, we also have our questions. Um, I am a co-signer on my ex-wife's house. What rights do I have if she stops paying her mortgage? Mm, Uh-oh. Live for free. Next one is, how how can I protect myself with a contract with a FISBO, which is a for sale by owner? All right. Next one is, two people sign a rental lease, one moves out, and are they still responsible for the rent? Common one. Next one is, can I sue our real estate agent and inspector for failing to find major issues with my home? That's a good one. Mark, the next question, last question is, once I pass the state exam for realtors, what's the next step for getting a job? I can help you with that one. Well, first of all, it's not a job. But anyway, um, our topic of the day is six tax benefits for homeowners. Yeah, and it's sack season's coming up. Sack? Tax. 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 The taxes. Got it. 
Got it, got it, got it. All right, but first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, though no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. I like and it. you need to do that. I like it. You need to keep going forward. That's why the rearview mirror is so small and the windshield so big. So where are we That's at? That's right. Excellent. So, Mark, we are up to our first market report for 2022. Yes. So, there is the bell. So, the housing prices they're predicting are going to climb at 5.7%. While declining, now this is NAR, very non-biased group. He thinks <laughs> they will be around 4%, but... Entry, about interest rates, he thinks interest rates are going to still stay low at around three five three point five percent. But it works. But the prices, I don't see them slowing down because the inventory issue is not going away. I was talking to a class of brand new students this week, and I asked them how many houses were for sale in Philadelphia out of six hundred and over six hundred thousand, and they thought like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. And when I told them like four thousand, they were like in shock. But this is just not stopping because the media does not talk about real estate, except for us. And right. if everybody would listen to us and these realtors would call up their database and tell them how great a time it is to sell, I think we'd have some more inventory. But I don't see that happening because <laughs> they just don't do it. Now, we got this inflation now, issue is one issue. Now, they're saying it's at 6.2%. But I don't believe the media because those reports come in every six months. And they've been saying 6.2% for like three months. So it's probably At around least. 8 or 9% right now. But they don't like to give out that kind of news. But you can see everything's just going up like crazy. I think the president realized that hamburger went up a couple dollars a pound the other day. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, give me a break. <laughs> but overall... We're going to see a great 22 in, in real estate, and I don't think he's going to get the tax bill passed, which is good news, because that will would have hurt real estate real bad, especially with that 39.6% capital gains tax and that 12 or 13% increase in business tax. All that was just going to slow things down, but I don't see that passing. And the rates are going to be good. I don't, I don't see the Fed going crazy, and... The only thing that concerns me for 22 is this inflation a little bit and the lack of inventory, which we've been talking about for about four years now. And one of the day, one of these days, these realtors are going to wake up and pick up the phone and call five to 10 people a day and tell them it's a great time to sell and we will have more inventory and I will be a happy camper. Yeah, there's a new program <laughs> that I'm coming out with, Mark. Um, are you going to solve this problem? That's gonna, I am. I'm going to I'm going to start solving the problem. And one of the ways I'm going to start the problem is going over these amazing rates. So we have our 30 year fixed convention at three point two five percent. We have our 15 year at two point five percent. And you have your 30 year FHA at two point eight seven five. Now, again, the rates are still amazing. It's not too late to refinance. Give me a shout at six oh nine six oh five. 7153, and we can talk about it. And the National Association of Realtors is predicting there's going to be 5,000 less sales, 5 million less sales next year due to the builders being five years behind in building houses. I'm going to fix that too. I'm going to fix that too? You are like, <laughs> on a roll. 
right. So with that, that was the market report and our rates. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Welcome back to Good News and Real Estate. We're on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. I got one for you. So this realtor, he left for work one Friday afternoon, but it was payday. He had a big settlement that day. Instead of going home, he stayed out the entire weekend partying with the boys and spending his entire commission check. When he finally appeared home on Sunday night, he was confronted by his angry wife and was barraged for nearly two hours with a tyrant befitting his actions. Finally, his wife stopped nagging and said to him, how would you like it if you didn't see me for two or three days? He goes, that'd be fine with me. So Monday went by, he didn't see us. Tuesday went by, he didn't see Wednesday went by, same results. But on Thursday, the swelling finally went down a little bit so he could see a little bit of out of her left eye. <laughs> <laughs> serves him right. That serves him right. <laughs> so now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is the do's and don'ts of using a gift for a down payment. So, Mark, a lot of people, and this is a great topic because a lot of People feel that they need to use the grant money in order to purchase. And the problem with the grant money is it may or may not still be around. So you have to be careful. And one of the things I wanted to go over was you can get a gift from a relative, a parent, a cousin, grandmother, uncle, somebody that can gift you money for your down payment. Even if you can afford the monthly mortgage payment, the initial cost, of purchasing a home can sometimes be too much for you to pay on your own. So according to our favorite association, the National Association of Realtors, in 2019, 60% of homeowners came up with their own down payment primarily from their own funds, which means they had a plan, they had a goal, and they saved up the money. But this is not always attainable, especially for first-time homebuyers who don't have the benefit of funds from the sale of their current home, which meaning they're going to the home that they're living in, they're selling and they're using the proceeds in order to purchase another home. Right. That's where a down payment gift comes in. Family members or even a close relative who want to chip in and help the home buyer purchase a home, they can do so. And the great news is that you can use gifted funds to make a down payment, but your lender is going to want to know some details before they actually allow you to use it. And only two specific groups can give a home buyer money to fund their down payment. A friend or a family member, as long as they can prove that they have a standing relationship with the buyer. So you can't go to the gas station attendant and ask him to lend you a couple thousand dollars for the purchase of your new home. No, a good friend can't do it. A good friend can, but you have to show that it's been a standing relationship with the buyer. Like you and I, I could lend you money, you could lend me money because we've been together for over 11 years, 13 years, sorry. Right. Also a government agency as part of a program meant to get first-time home buyers into the market. So you must re- 
first confirm the relationship. If you plan on getting gift funds from a friend or a family member, you're, you're going to need to get a gift letter confirming your relationship to the giver. The letter must also indicate that the money is a gift and there is no expectation of repayment. So if you lend me money or you give me money to purchase my new home, you can't expect to get it paid back. And usually the letter is signed by both interested parties. The lender may also require evidence of the gift. For example, they may ask to see that the gift giver's bank statements to show that there was actually sufficient funds in the donor's account to make the gift. They may also, correct. And they may also ask for a bank slip from the buyer's account to show that the down payment was actually transferred into their money, into their funds. You want to do it legally so you don't go to jail. Exactly. And a lot of times you can make that gift, um, you can make that check right out to the title company, but then they also have to see that that money came out of the donor's account. So often gift changes hands during the application process. And, and this allows time for the money to show up both from the giver and the buyer's bank statements and for the mortgage lender to be able to verify that the cash is from a legitimate source as the pair has, has an appropriate relationship. Again, there was, not the gas there was station. A bad, there was a bad one of these in Philly, well-known celebrity in Philadelphia that said she sold her Jaguar to help somebody out like this. And then somehow the feds got involved. And when they found the Jaguar still in the garage, <laughs> she said, that's where the person keeps it that I sold it to. Oh my and they, God. Didn't buy that. they didn't buy that story. They didn't. I'm sure not. <laughs> if the gift funds are added to your If you buy- sold me a Jaguar, I would keep it at your house. I I- of course you would. Because <laughs> I'd still want to be able to drive it. <laughs> Anyway, the gift funds um, that are added to the buyer's bank account after settlement or closing, then documentation would still be required before it can be applied to the purchase. So this will require a receipt of a cashier's check as given to the closing agent. So that's what I was mentioning, that they can write it out right directly to the title company. Often buyers ask if you can pay back a mortgage gift. And the answer to that is no. This is considered mortgage fraud or loan fraud. which is a crime. And it can also put your loan qualification at rest at risk, as well as all loans need to be factored into your debt to income ratio. So if you take a loan from your 401k and there's a payment on there, we have to factor that amount into your debt to income ratio, because again, it's something that you're paying back. And this is the, it's called a gift for a reason. you, you You know, you know, you don't have to pay back when somebody gives you a gift. You made one point in there that, the public's probably not going to pick up that 60% of the population had the funds to buy. And we talked about this a while back that a lot of the country was cash flush during all the pandemic the COVID, because yeah. they, they weren't spending a lot of money. And a lot of people had were cash flush 60% of the population could buy if they, only and knew also- it was, if they only knew it was such a great time to buy. Like 48 per, 48% of Philly rents. It's ridiculous. The other piece to that is them acknowledging that you don't need 20% down to That's purchase. That's right. The, so, all the class that I asked this week, they all said 20%, except one guy said 3.5%. He knew the FHA one. Yeah. They all said 20%. All of them. And that's, it's just sad. And again, I'm going to fix that too. So for 2022, I got a lot of work to do. 
You do, right? You're going to be working some long hours. <laughs> I'm going to work smarter, not harder. That's right. 20%. Stay in the 20%. Just keep in mind, though, that the buyers need to be clear with their lender and confirm that the money was received was gifted. Um, right. A sudden infusion of cash without a traceable source is going to leave the lenders a little suspicious and perhaps worry about complete, um, completing the rest of that deal. Yeah, I don't Plus, get into that because this is America, and I don't know who makes these rules up. <laughs> We're here You're to help. to save cash, mattress money. <laughs> You, know. you can, Mark, as long as it, it just has yeah. to be seasoned for 60 days. Yeah, on this president, once the IRS to look at my account, if I'm over 10 grand, they're, that's the end of Prince's Steaks. All right, can I finish my segment, please? <laughs> Go ahead. Plus, you should talk with your lender to make sure you are reporting the gift properly to the IRS. You All may right. be wondering how much can be gifted for a down payment. And as of 2018, parents can contribute a collective 30000 per child to help with the down payment. Anything after that would incur a gift tax. Other family members have a $15,000 limit before they, too, would have to pay taxes. Da, 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 the rules. So the rules, in the many rules, cases, the there's no limit on the amount of gift money that can go into a down payment as long as the buyer is purchasing a primary residence. However, oh, if someone is using a down payment to buy a second home or an investment property, they will have to pay at least 5% of the down payment. The rest can be a gift. I never get involved, invited to any of these meetings where they make up these rules. I, I just don't understand it. All right. I'm going to run out of time, so I just want right, to so go over. Hold on. The do's and don'ts real quick. Do get a statement signed from the gift giver. Do right. tell the lender that the funds are a gift. When, when, don't tell the lender that the funds are a gift when it's a loan. Do remind the gift giver to keep a paper trail and don't change or add money without an explanation. Do get the money in advance and know how seasoned money works and don't assume all loan types allow a down payment for a gift. Do major marijuana dealers uh, qualify as seasoned money? <laughs> um, as long as they're licensed in that state, yes. All right. And we can show where the money came from. If you have any questions on using a down payment as a gift, do not call Mr. Cumberland. Please call Deanne Katsaris at 609-605-7153. All right. You're going to have to do the questions quick. Come on. All right. Are you going to interrupt me or am I going to be able to flow? No, I, I never interrupt you. Never. Man. All right. Question number one. I'm a co-signer on my ex-wife's house. What rights do I have? If she stops paying her mortgage, the only you right be, you have is yeah, that you're, you're responsible for making that payment. I and know. now your credit is trashed because you're the cosigner. Yeah. Exactly. First of all, who, who gave that advice about cosigning on the ex-wife's house? That was like, that. I was like, uh, yeah, that's sure. a great idea. Yeah. No, you're, she, you're on the hook for whatever now. What's the next one? How can I protect myself with a contract with a FISBO, a for sale by owner? Hire a real estate agent. And, you know, everybody, the FISBOs do it because they want to save 6%. What I would do in this situation, if I ran into this, I would say to the Mr. FISBO, listen, I'll take care of this whole thing for 4%. He'll go, really? 
Yeah, and now they got a professional in the middle, takes care of all the contracts. I tell, I hook them up with you. But now the mortgage is done. We get everything done, and the guy paid 4%, and he nets probably more because there's a professional involved. Simple answer to that. There you question. go. All right, next, next question. question. Two people sign a rental lease. One moves out. Are they still responsible for the rent? Yeah, this happens all the time. Boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. Then they have a fight, and one leaves. Yes, and you're, now you're on the hook. This is just like getting the ex-wife to go sign. Another bad move. <laughs> so, Question number. The answer uh, is yes. You're so yes, responsible. The answer is yes. Question you're number on the four. Hook. Can I sue our real estate agent and inspector for failing to find major issues with our home? If they're in collusion, if there's some kind of collusion going on, I was involved in one one time with a termite got in a real estate agent and the house was riddled and they told us they gave us a termite cert that said there was no termites. And after we settled, we found out that the house was totally riddled. And yes, you can sue them if they did something illegal and wanted to risk their license and their whole career for one deal. They deserve it and sue the hell out of them. All righty, then. The last question is, once I pass the state exam for realtors, what's the next step for getting a job? Well, it's called a career, and you can give Mark a call at 267-266-5501. Yeah, because you're going to be an independent contractor. You're going to be running your own business, and you need to understand the 80-20 rule. Get this. Call me up. Sit in. I'll give you a free course called... Zero to 20 million in production, and I'll tell you exactly how to make over a hundred thousand dollars a year working less than 30 hours. Thank you, Mr. Cumberland. All right, coming up next is going to be our guest segment with Mr. Drew Smith from Trinity Solutions, and he's here to talk about four things you're going to need to know and do for 2022. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back in 2022. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD All Positive. All the time. A little rock and roll there, Dan. So where are we at? <laughs> so, Mark, we are up to our guest segment. And today we are honored to have Drew Smith. He is the owner of Trinity Solutions. And he's going to talk about four things you need to know and do for 2022. All right. Yes, I am. Good. All right, Drew. All right. Good to have you on the show. Thank and you. Man. Glad to be here. And, you know, like we talk about this credit issue all the time. You know, 48% of Philly rents, and I guarantee a third of that group could probably buy if they talked to somebody like you, straightened mm-hmm. out a few problems, and now they're a buyer. You know what? You, you hit it right on the head. And, and the reason why people don't do it is it's, it's education. They don't know. If you knew better, you'd do better. And uh, a lot of what we do here is basically educating these guys on, listen, here's how you play the credit game. I'm an old athlete from 100 years ago. And if I don't tell you how the, you play the game, you're going to be terrible at it. So, you know, just by giving That's a little right. you know, information to them, they find out, hey, you know what, I am able to actually buy. I'm able to, you know, everybody pays a mortgage. You're either paying your landlord's mortgage or your own. So, you know, makes sense. Um, 
but yeah, either either. Let me. I know I've got a limited time here. I want to give a couple tips out, and I appreciate you and you know you and Mark for having me here. Um, let's just get into it. What we do, Trinity Solutions. We're a referral-based you know, credit repair and mortgage referral company. We specialize in helping clients become as fundable as possible. That's the key. Fundable as possible. We try to mitigate all risk that's on their credit report, so that they're able to get the mortgages that they want for the house that they want. Okay, and hey, it's a new year. Everybody does that new year, new year, new me thing. So, uh, you know, what better time to get your credit in order so we can get you out into your homes. So here we go. A couple tips. Let's start with the first one. And it's a really, really basic one. You have to know how the lenders see you. How do you know? All right. We pull a credit report. Makes sense. Pull a credit report and see what's on there. Check for accuracy. It's about 70% of bureau reports out there have some type of error. All yep. right, it's been proven. It could be as simple as an incorrect spelling of your name, an address from 2,000 years ago, whatever it is. Or it could be something as harmful you know, as, as an account that you didn't have, some type of fraudulent activity. The main thing you want to do is make sure that everything that is finished on your report is correct. All right? Yeah, especially if you've got a common name. Yeah, I'll, my name's Drew Smith. Come on. You yeah. Get it. Oh, yeah. Smith. <laughs> I have Smith. a great a great Smith story I'll have to tell you. Oh, the, hey, I'll have to happen? tell you after the show, I'll have to tell you. I took gotcha, over. gotcha. But main thing is, hey, your credit report's how you're being judged. You got to make sure it's an accurate and a favorable representation of you. Okay, so we go through it. Your credit report's accurate. All the fluff is gone. Great. Let's get into one of the first things that, that tends to hurt people when we see them. Your credit card utilization. We're a couple days after Christmas. Do you know how many times I've had to have this conversation? <laughs> you went out there, you, you got the PS5 and the this and the that and the other thing. You yeah. want to make sure before you walk into Deanne or anybody's office that your credit utilization is low. Minimums 30% when you're house hunting, between 3 and 10. Okay? You want to make sure that you know, you're, you're, you're trying to mitigate your risk. If right. I see that your credit is ran up to whatever, you've got a $1,000 credit card and you're using $999 of no, it. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. You're, you're living a little above your means. You've got to pay that down and you're going to be rewarded with a higher score. If I see you've got a $1,000 credit card and you only have you know, $20 on it, great. You're living within your means. That means that you're fundable. The lenders are going to look positively on that. Your score is going to be higher. Great. So... Let's get your utilization where it needs to be, okay? That's a good tip. There you go. That's, that's one of the, the biggest. Next thing is, all right, well, now you've got your, your credit cards in, under order. Everything's accurate. Now we want to make sure that you're, again, we're trying to mitigate risk. Let's look at your, your collections or let's look at your late payments. Let's look at things like that, all right? That's 35% of your score right there. We have to try to show you in the, in the best possible light. And if I'm a lender and I see that you've walked away from uh, accounts and you have things sitting in collections, or if I see 12 late payments, I'm not going to want to loan you that 250000 right. for your dream house. Yeah, so a lot of people don't think... A lot of people don't think that credit's based on what credit's really based on is your history of how how consistent you are. Exactly. exactly. Not the amount, not the amount, the consistency. Exactly. Exactly. So our job is then we're going to go through it. I had 19 years of collections experience. Believe me, I know what these guys have had to go through. First thing we're going to do is make sure that we get these collection items, these negative marks. 
we're going to have to minimize them. Is it something where we can maybe validate with the agencies and get them cleared? Is it something where we can verify the information with the original lenders, find something to get them removed? That's a possibility. But you know what the quickest way is? It's a secret. Don't tell anybody. Pay your bills. How about that? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding when I say that. No, no. I'm not. Some of them you got to pay. Some of them you got to pay. Some of them you do. But you know what? Not all of them, Mark. Sometimes you want to have a professional go through it before you start cutting checks. It always hurts me. You know, when I see somebody did the morally correct thing and cut a big check for somebody and then it's still sitting on the credit report. There's an option you have. Or they had a ton of interest in penalties, Oof. which they could have gotten rid of if they negotiated it. Exactly. That's a major part of what we do, man. We negotiate to try and get these things. Something called a pay for delete. All right. Meaning eh, we'll, we'll argue with you. We'll talk on your behalf. And you know what? If you agree to an amount and it'll remove the entire trade lane from my client's uh, report, guess what? That's a fair deal. All right. That's a fair deal. And we negotiate it in so that things can be. You know, so that we can show you in the best possible light. I'll just put it that way. All right. So we'll put all of that together. I'll be talking for an hour. I don't want to do that. So, you know, let's put it. Drew, one of the things I want to bring up is people are like just last night, I talked to a woman and I reviewed her credit with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, oh, my God, I'm, it's going to be months before I can get a house. I'm I'm using this and I don't like to trash any credit um, monitoring company, but right. she's using Credit Karma, and it was probably about fifty points off. I I reviewed her credit, and she is a perfect FHA buyer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly, and that's exactly it. That's exactly it. If you're going off of what you think, you know, uh, maybe you don't know, and don't even yeah. bring Credit Karma into it. You don't want to trash them. I'll trash them. You're getting. Uh, you're, <laughs> You're getting Vantage scores, which are not anything close to what you guys pull. You guys pull off of a FICO 5, typically, right. or what have you. It's apples and oranges. So you definitely need somebody to, to be able to go through it with them, hold their hands, and let them know what actually counts. Okay. Right. So, all right, what did we do here? I'm getting, I'm getting sidetracked. All right, we know that everything's accurate. We know the credit uh, scores are, or your credit uh, balances are low now. We've gone through things, and we've, we've tried to mitigate any type of debt issues that you may have by either dispute or by negotiation. Great. What's left? DTI, okay? Uh, you're running around here. Well, thank, I don't want to say thank goodness, but, you know, people that have high student loans, just you just went out and bought that Dodge Charger. At, no, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing when I say that. <laughs> um, you want to make sure that your DTI is at a rate where Diane can go and, and get you a loan. All right. Nobody's going to put you into a loan where you're going to be too house poor. All right. right. They don't want to have a certain percentage of you. There's only a certain percentage of your of your income that can be used. It's a ratio between what you owe and what you make. You can either make more money, which would be great. Or you can pay down some of those debts before you walk into the office. So that ratio makes sense. Any professional, Deanne, a creditor, myself, whomever, will have this discussion with you as soon as you walk into the office. All right. And these are the four steps that basically guide and build your credit profile. Okay. So, you know, I can talk a whole nother hour if I want to. I won't. But, but that DTI is steps. important because a lot Huge. of people make mistakes and they buy that new 2022 model. Mm-hmm. You know, before they buy the house, and now they got this debt, the income uh, problem. One minute. You know, and that's why they keep running. Yeah, you're right. And all it takes a little bit of education, a, a, a half hour conversation can change your life, teach you what you don't know. And Mark, that's one of the things I like about Drew is that you know he's very reachable. You can have a conversation with him, and 
his goal is the same as mine as far as being able to educate people because the more we can educate, the more we can help, the more we're building the trust and confidence, you know, with with our buyers or our clients or whomever. Um, Drew, if somebody does want to reach you, can you give out your information as far as your website and the best way for them to reach you? Certainly. Website, which I'm very proud of. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, trinitysolutionsusa.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, and my direct number, I'll do you one better. Any of your listeners specific, you can reach me directly. 609-422-0976. Thank good. you so much, Drew. We totally look forward to having you on the show again. You've been a huge asset. Thank you so yeah, much. Credit's a big issue, and the public doesn't understand it, man. All right, so awesome. that was really good. Thank you, Drew. So Thank with you. that, you listen to Good News in Real Estate. Oh, what's coming up next, Dan? Coming up next is our topic of the day, the six tax benefits for homeowners. All right, very good. So with that, you listen to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive all the time. That was a great segment with Drew. Everybody. That was an awesome segment. The and public Drew needs is to know. Extremely, yeah, and he's so knowledgeable. I mean, he's definitely an asset to my team. So, so it's always what they don't know that hurts them. So where are we at? Exactly. So, Mark, we're up to our topic of the day, which is <clears throat> six tax benefits for homeowners. And there's a bunch of benefits. And 46% or 48% of Philly rents, and they don't get any of these benefits. And like Drew said, he made a good point. You're paying a mortgage one way or the other. You're either paying your your landlord's mortgage or you're going to be paying your own. And with the rates today, it is the best time ever to buy. And it's the best time ever When's to When's the best sell. time to buy? Probably yesterday. When's the best time to buy? <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> but you know, there are some tax credits. Home buyer tax credits. If you purchase a home before April 30th, you are entitled to a tax credit up to eight grand. And there's, there's just a bunch of new ones now. Uh with uh, child tax benefits, what they raised the one of five grand. There's five a grand. yeah, there's a few of them up there. Then you got deductions for all the loan fees, all the uh, the closing costs that you paid, the origination fees, discount fees, whatever, all that stuff that transfer taxes. You can write a lot of that stuff off, and so it could even be a wash for some people at the end of the year. And then you got the property tax deductions. Like now in Philly, it's not that bad, but where Miss Katsaris lives, that could be a big one there. <laughs> you know, like like they like to raise that baby every month. Oh, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> I know. What are you up to? Twenty four grand? No. <laughs> Close. <laughs> that's just, that's 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 a crime. Anyway, but uh, you might get a new governor, so maybe he'll help you out. And then you got the mortgage, the interest you pay on your deduction. So every year, the amount you can deduct of the interest, the late charges, hopefully you don't have any late charges, but like all that interest on home equity lines, there's all kinds of stuff that that, that down payment uh, on your house, that PMI, home office expenses, which I always thought was a red flag for the IRS, but the best accountant in the world, Mr. Don Devlin, 
told me that that's not a red flag and you should write it off. I used to always avoid that one. Really? Uh, now, now I write that one off all the time because I got a nice home office. But I, I was some guy told me, say he didn't know, told me that don't do home office because that's a red flag and the IRS will order you. That's not true. And Mr. Devlin knows his stuff. He, he definitely knows his stuff. And then the cost of selling your home. The year that you sell your home, you can duck, deduct costs of selling, including the real estate commission, the title insurance, or the legal fees, and the advertising, administrative costs, inspection fees. All that stuff uh, could be deducted. Also deduct some de- uh, decorating or repair costs you incurred 90 days prior to selling your house. So if you did something, put a new roof on, whatever, you get to write all that off. So there's so many little things that the average person doesn't know about when it comes to tax time. That's why I tell everybody, don't do your own taxes. Get an accountant. The girl that cuts my hair, I just talked to her. She now rents a chair. She's independent contractor, and she's doing her own taxes. I'm like, what are you, nuts? I said, I said, I called up Mr. Devlin, and I asked him if he was taking any more clients to make sure. <laughs> and he said, sure, and I hooked her up with him because she's going to make over 150 grand next year cutting people's hair. And she's an independent contractor. And she's going to do her taxes yourself. That's like dentistry by owner. That's like us cutting our hair by ourselves. That's right. I'm not cutting my own hair and I'm not doing my own (laughs) dentistry. So, you know, so there's all kinds of of really subtle things that you may or may not know about that you could write off when it comes to tax time. You know, why do you want to give Uncle Sam money you don't need to give him? One more penny. Not right. one more penny. Not not one more. So, like, if you have a professional involved, they're going to find things that you didn't even think about. And then all of a sudden, you're not going to be paying so much taxes. Right. So, you know, there are so many benefits to owning a house. And, and this 48% of the Philadelphia audience, and the same in the counties, of these people that are renting, the average rent for a one-bedroom citywide in Philadelphia is now up to fifteen hundred dollars. That's a two hundred and fifty-five thousand dollar house or two hundred and sixty thousand dollar house, and you're paying that for a one-bedroom apartment. Why would you do that? It makes no sense whatsoever. So there's all kinds of benefits. I could go on for a while, but I'm, but if you have any questions about that stuff, I'm not an accountant. Right. We are not you, giving accounting advice. I will give you Mr. Devlin's phone number and he will save you buku bucks <laughs> and, and keep you out of trouble with the IRS. That's, you know, you don't want the IRS knocking on your door. Correct. <laughs> all right. That was awesome information, Mark. That was and, fast. All right, Mark. So we are up to our business segment with Asking Dr. A. And today we're going to talk about Philly COVID fatigue. Yes. How are you, Dr. Abelson? I'm doing fine, Mark. How are you and everybody there in Philadelphia? Yeah, we're we're very, very fatigued. So tell us about <laughs> this. How to well, resolve this issue? You know, it's 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 really frustrating. We, yeah, most of us thought we were done with this stuff, and now all of a sudden it's back again. And 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 everybody's talking about not going into work and working from home and all that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna. I, I we need to make this brief. So I'm gonna just make some some quick points. Number right. one. If you want to get along with other people regarding what's happening right now, I want you to, I recommend that you use one of my favorite adages. And that is, it's never about you, it's always about them. 
Okay, so what's going on for your spouse? What's going on for your kids while all this is going on instead of you getting into what's happening for you? So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get in first what's happening for you and how you're going to deal with it. Are you frustrated? Are you angry? Okay, and how are you reacting and interacting with other people because of that? All right, and after you get the handle for yourself, then what you need to do is you need to turn it around. And then you need to look at the people, especially the people if you are working from home, the people in your household and how they're reacting to things and how you're going to manage that in your relationship with them. All right. So if you're a D as far as this dominance, okay, behaviorally, then what's going to happen is you're going to be tempted to, 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 to share some of your anger sometimes. So try and hold, try and hold on to that. Try to deal with that so, so you don't share that anger or that frustration uh, as far as what's going on. If, I've been having a hard time with that one. Uh, well, Mark, you're a pretty high D, man. You know, so know. It, it, it's, it's what we do. I'm pretty high D as well. I want to so, bomb China. <laughs> well, uh, that 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 one's gone. You know, uh, that 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 need to be done around a year and a half ago, if that's what you think what the cause is. But uh, but what we need to do now is you know what's going on. Now, if you're an I, then what you what you're going to try and do is you're going to try and talk to them until they're silly in the face. Don't do that. Listen. The key is to listen. Okay, right. so you can feel more comfortable. They can feel more comfortable with what your needs are as well as understand what their needs are. If you're an S and you're just very, very supportive, okay, it's important to be supportive. Absolutely. But don't forget, you have your own needs as well, all right, so, because it takes two to tango. So keep that in mind. And if you're a C, then, then you're going to want to set up these rules. You're going to want people to follow rules. But it's going to be hard for, people to, for other people to follow rules. They're not going to feel comfortable with that. So, so keep all of those in mind contingent upon what is the behavioral style of the people that's in your household that you're going to be interacting with and try and take their needs into consideration. One last major point. The more with most people you take their needs into consideration, the more they give that back. Okay, but you have to take the leadership role and you have to set the culture where you demonstrate that their needs are important. And in many cases, they will then reciprocate that and you'll be able to work more effectively with each other. That was a lot of good advice because I'm telling you, us four in my household have been at our throats. And and that's something we really need to think about. Well, that'll be a private session with Dr. A. Um, Dr. A, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. <laughs> it's really easy. It's Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N, at A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net, or just go to A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net and see our website. Very Thank good, you, Dr. Doctor. A. All right, very good. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net, or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners for supporting us. We're going into our 13th year on the air, and for our sponsors for keeping us on the air, and we have a couple spots for sponsors here at 1210, and we hope to have you listen every Saturday at 1 o'clock. So with that, have a great week in 2022. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All, positive all the time. time. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.